Have you ever been on fire? I'm not talking about accidentally burned yourself with a curling iron or eating blazing wings at Buffalo Wild Wings or maybe singeing the hair on your hand because you reached too close to the fire when you were roasting your marshmallows. I'm talking about full-blown flames on your clothes, Hollywood style, stop, drop, and roll on fire. Thankfully, I haven't been on fire like that, and I pray none of you have or ever will be on fire. But, for a moment this morning, I want you to imagine that you are on fire. What's your first reaction? Do you, do you remember to stop, drop, and roll? Do you look for the nearest pool or puddle of water to roll around in? Whatever you think, whatever you're feeling, it's a complete desire to have that fire put out immediately, right? You don't want that fire on you any longer than it has to be. You want that fire gone and put out. Now, imagine what was going through the disciples' mind when they saw fire coming down from heaven right at them. Now, usually when fire comes down from heaven, what's your first thought? Some sort of judgment. Something is going to get burned up. That's not a good fire that you want to see coming down from heaven. But, just maybe, these disciples weren't afraid of that fire. Maybe they weren't diving under the table to get away. Maybe they weren't using a chair to fight off the fire. Maybe they knew there was something different about this fire. Maybe they knew this fire wasn't going to hurt them. Now let's back up a little bit. Let's rewind. Ten days after Jesus had ascended into heaven, 50 days after he had died and rose again, so 50 days after Passover, there was another big celebration in Jerusalem. This is the Feast of Pentecost. This was an Old Testament festival where all the Jews would bring the first portions of their harvest to Jerusalem as thank offerings to God for the bountiful harvest they were about to have. So every year, the, or the, the Jews would celebrate Passover, and then 50 days after that, they would all come back to Jerusalem to celebrate Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks. That's why Pentecost is called Pentecost. It means 50, 50 days. So there were thousands of people in Jerusalem once again for this celebration of Pentecost. Now the thing to notice about this celebration is that people came from all over the world. They weren't just from Judea and Galilee and, and the surrounding areas. These people came from hundreds of miles away. In verses 9 to 11 of our message lesson for this morning, we hear some of the places where these people came from. Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. 
That's quite the diverse crowd, don't you think? These people came from all over the world, all over the Roman Empire, to be in Jerusalem for this one celebration. Thousands of people. What an opportunity for the disciples. They had just seen their Savior die, rise again, and ascend into heaven just ten days earlier. And they had this amazing message that they could share with all these thousands of people. But how are they going to do it? These disciples hadn't gone to school to learn how to speak in different languages. They were just plain, simple fishermen. How were they going to share the precious message of Jesus with all these thousands of God-fearing believers? People who were ready to hear the message of their Messiah. Well, you all heard the message lesson from this morning. The Holy Spirit came down in that fire, came down in the sound of a violent wind, and gave those disciples the amazing gift, the amazing ability to speak to those thousands of people in languages that they could understand. Our message lesson started, Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came down to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. These disciples weren't just babbling incoherently like some people later assumed. They were speaking real languages. And the people who heard these languages could really understand what the disciples were saying. For anyone who has tried to learn a different language, you know how hard it is and how much work goes into becoming fluent in that language. You might pick up some vocabulary here and there, know some phrases, but if you're talking with a native speaker, enable, and if you're able to actually carry out a conversation with them, that's pretty impressive. And now if you try to explain the message of the gospel to that person, that just adds a whole other dimension of difficulty. So just think of what the disciples were able to do that day. They spoke in clear, understandable languages and shared the message of Jesus with thousands of people. They didn't shy away. They, they weren't afraid of that fire when it came down. They embraced it. They went out and they spoke boldly. And they preached Jesus to those thousands of people. Now, are there times in your life when you shy away from opportunities like that? Are you afraid of those tongues of fire that the Holy Spirit sends your way? I have to admit, I know there are times in my life when that happens to me. I'm afraid to share my faith, to preach God's word boldly, to share my faith with other people, share my beliefs. There are times when I start creating obstacles for myself. I see pressure from other people, pressure from my own sinful nature, 
And I don't go out and speak God's word boldly like the disciples did. I have a friend who's going down a bad path in life. I find it hard to find the right words to say to him, to use God's law and say, you know, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And I don't share with him the message of forgiveness for the things that he has done. All too often I shy away from those opportunities. I hide. I run away from those opportunities. I'm afraid because sometimes I just don't know what to say. But we don't have to be afraid. We, we think of all these obstacles that are in our way, but then we forget that the Holy Spirit can overcome all those obstacles. Think of the obstacle that was sitting right in front of the disciples. These thousands of people who spoke so many different languages and they couldn't reach out to them. They couldn't speak those languages. But then what did the Holy Spirit do? Came down and gave them the ability to speak in those languages. To speak God's word to those thousands of people. And it wasn't just that he gave them the ability to speak in other languages and just let them do their own thing. He also gave them the confidence, the boldness to go out and use that gift to speak God's word to those people. And the Holy Spirit gave them the words to say. He helped them. He overcame all those obstacles. The Holy Spirit not only gave them the gift, but also gave them the boldness and the words they needed to speak to reach those thousands of people on Pentecost. The Holy Spirit always finds a way to get the message out there. Because at Pentecost, the time had finally come for the gospel to be preached to all nations. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Jesus gave that same commission to you and to me. And God has given us the exact same opportunities to preach that gospel to all nations. We live in a very culturally diverse city with many different nationalities, races, and people, just like there were in Jerusalem at the time of Pentecost. We might not have the opportunity to speak to thousands of people all at once, but we come into contact with different races and nationalities every single day, no matter where we are. We are surrounded by all nations in our own community. And we might not be able to speak to thousands at once, but we can always make small talk with that person sitting next to us on the train. We can start a conversation with our waiter or waitress or that person standing in front of us at the grocery store line. And we can tell them about Jesus. We don't need to preach to thousands all at once because we can reach those thousands one person at a time. And the important thing is to just speak the word. God's word is always powerful. 
It's always effective. It, it doesn't matter if you're afraid of what to say. It doesn't matter if you can't find the exact words to, to, to bring across your point. God's word is always God's word. And it's, it was never God's plan to only save one people, one nation, one, one kind of people. In the Old Testament, Israel was God's chosen people, but that was only to bring forth the Messiah. It was never his plan to just save the nation of Israel. God's message of salvation is for all people, so that all people who believe in Jesus can be saved. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. The only true equality in this world comes through Jesus. Paul repeats this later in Romans when he says, there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Once more in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Everyone is a sinner. It doesn't matter how good of a person you think you are. It doesn't matter how many good things you try to do for, to make up for the bad things that you do. All that stuff doesn't change the fact that you are a sinner and that you need a savior. Sin crosses over so many borders. It infects the rich and the poor alike. Sin doesn't care what color your skin is or what language you speak. Sin is sin. And the wages of sin is death. But at the same time, the gospel also crosses over all those borders. It breaks down those barriers of language and culture and race and distance and even fear. Are there times in your life when you're afraid to share your faith, to let your light shine to the world, to preach the message of the gospel? We don't need to be afraid because the message of the gospel, the power of God's word, doesn't depend on you and me. The power of the gospel depends on what Jesus has already done for us. That should give us a little relief. That should take the pressure off. Because no matter if we're fighting to find the right words, if, if we don't know exactly what to say, we always have the same message. And we always have the same Holy Spirit. All we need to do is preach God's word. And even when you're afraid of what people might think or how they might react, you don't need to worry about that either. Because w when I'm afraid to speak to my friend, when I'm afraid how he's, he might react, all I need to do is preach God's word. It might sound 
like I'm speaking in a different language to him, but it's always God's powerful message of salvation and forgiveness of sins. The important thing is to just keep speaking the word. If we keep preaching God's word, if we keep reaching out to new people and just preaching God's message of salvation, the Holy Spirit will do his work. He will work his miracles. At the end of Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, we hear those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Can you imagine that? 3,000 people baptized in one day all came to faith, all believed in Jesus as their Savior because the disciples went out and preached the word of God. That would be quite the Sunday morning here at Lisgar, wouldn't it? We have trouble fitting 200 people in here, let alone 3,000. But that's the power of God's word. All these people, all those people in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost heard God's word in their own languages. They had probably never heard that before in their lives. And just imagine, those people, those 3,000 people, took that message of the gospel back home with them when they left Jerusalem. Imagine the thousands more that heard the gospel because those people heard the gospel message on that one day of Pentecost. That's what's so special. That's what's so important about just speaking the word. It doesn't matter if we can't find the right words to say. It doesn't matter if we have the perfect verse to say to that Jehovah's Witness when he comes to our door. It doesn't matter if we can't memorize our sermon word for word and we might forget a few lines. It doesn't depend on you and me. God's word is always powerful. It is always effective and it always changes lives. And as God promised in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. But what is that purpose? What will God's word accomplish? We heard it at the very end of our message lesson for this morning. We saw it at the very end of that video. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When we speak God's word, when we bring that message of the forgiveness of sins to people, the Holy Spirit works faith in all those people's hearts. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, everyone who believes in Jesus, will be saved. That's the message of the entire Bible. That's the message of Jesus. The gospel changes lives. All we need to do is speak it. Use our own gifts of communication. Use our own gifts of language. And use our own words to preach God's word to people. Now, will God use us to convert 3,000 people in one day? Maybe he will. Why, why should we limit the power of the Holy Spirit? All God asks us to do is to go out, 
to preach his word, to reach out to new people with his gospel. The, power, the, the word of God is powerful. We have that same word of God. We have that same Holy Spirit that was with the disciples on Pentecost. Now, no, I don't see any tongues of fire out there. You, you, none of you are actually on fire, which is probably a good thing. And I don't hear any different languages yet, unless the Aulics start speaking German. But the point is, we have that same Holy Spirit. God promised to send us the Holy Spirit so that we can go out with boldness and speak his word to the world. And we have so many more blessings of communication than the disciples did. First and foremost, we have the whole word of God. We have the Bible. We can carry that with us wherever we go. That's, as Pastor said, that's the most important tool that we could ever have. And just think of the other blessings we have. We have uh, language learning software, if we want to speak in other languages. We have transportation that can take us all over the world. We have the internet and Facebook and Twitter and Skype and FaceTime and all that technology that puts us into contact with people thousands of miles away. We have opportunities that the disciples could never have imagined. So all we need to do is make the best use of all those tools, take advantage of the blessings God has given us so that we too can reach thousands of people, even if it is just one person at a time. We can go out and preach the word of God to all people. Friends, we don't need to be afraid of that fire. We don't need to shy away from opportunities to share God's word with others, to share our faith, to let our light shine. It doesn't matter if we're afraid. It doesn't matter if we can't find the right words to say. Maybe you, you just don't think you can do it. But we have God's word. We have his powerful spirit. And we know God's word is always effective and it always changes lives. It doesn't matter if you don't know what to say. The Holy Spirit that jump-started the early ministry of the disciples is the same powerful spirit that works through you. All we need to do is preach the word. We can go out into our own community, preach God to everyone who, who we come into contact with, and we can go out and preach that same wonderful message of Jesus that the disciples shared on Pentecost because you and I are set on fire by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.